0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even
1: imagine. Hi, this is John Hennigan on Fish Hunt Talk, and we're certainly glad to have you guys tuning in. We've got some very interesting people. Uh, I want to find out what's happening in Cabo San Lucas. Uh, which I think people are going to find interesting, and then uh, we got some great information on fishing line. Um, what do you do without a hook and line? You ain't fishing, are you? Anyway, it's all going to be exciting stuff. Um, and I want to mention that we do still have right now availability to go up to catch uh, a can. That'll be September. Put it the 9th through the 13th. Uh, anyway, uh, so check back with us. Uh, go to the website. Thisradio.com is real simple. Just go to that and check us out. And any place any of you guys want to know, uh, if we can't take you, we can set you up. So just please stay in touch. And then also, we started a few weeks ago with. Uh, uh, giveaway so you just send an email to uh well right now it's easier just to send it to john at fishtalkradio.com and we'd like to find out who's out there what part of the world they're in so just send an email and we will make it worth your while i've been uh i've been in the hospital for a while so i'm behind on getting my stuff out but we've got plenty of things in the treasure chest so just get in touch with this is the most important thing. And we appreciate appreciate everybody out there doing that, trying to figure out how many people and where they are. we got a lot of people, and we're finding out that they're coming from some surprising places. Um, yeah, Ukraine and Great Britain, but uh, mostly, of course, from the U.S.,
2: pretty much pretty much all over the world john let's go ahead and take our first break we're going to be coming back with uh, bob mccray out of uh, klamath california and we're still trying to get uh, frank selby on the line so this is fish hunt talk radio we'll be right back
5: holiday season, will receive a free Unreal Fish sales shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: John, are you there? This is John Hennigan, and of course, uh, our host, Frank Selby, is going to start things off with us. So let's, go in get, uh, Mike, let's get Frank to jump in and introduce his guest. Okay.
6: We, we have Bob. Uh, he's a really good friend. He's a guide up north, and he does kayak trips on two different rivers and sometimes in the bay. Bob, are you there?
1: Hey, Frank, yes, I'm right sorry, there, Frank. but you could be anywhere in the world. So up north doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <More than laughs> I'm in California. the bay means nothing I'll tell, you, either. I'll
7: tell you where I'm at. I'm in Klamath, California, which is 50 miles south the Oregon border on the Klamath River. And uh, I'm in the middle of the Redwoods, absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. Uh, Temperatures are averaging uh, right now about 62 to 64, and that is just beautiful. But the fishing, let's talk about that. Uh, There's a lot of salmon out in the ocean. They're having a hard time coming up. Uh, the reason for that is the ocean's running about 50 degrees, and when those fish hit that mouth of that river and it's 72, it's a shock. So they're coming in and going out, coming in and going out, and I believe when they travel, they travel at night when it's a little cooler. But uh, people are catching fish. Come on up. I'm uh, company is uh, Rogue Outdoor Sports. I'm located at uh, Camper Corral in Klamath, California. Now,
1: are these uh, um, uh, Chinooks or what are they?
7: The Chinooks, yes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're uh, the 15th of next month to get what they call the fall season. Right now, we're fishing for the springers, which are a little smaller fish, but uh, they're a better eating fish, they're a redder meat. Just mm. absolutely delicious. I uh, put them on the barbie, a little salt and pepper, and that's all you need. So yeah, I need. Fall, the, the, fall, the fall fish are, are a bigger fish, and I believe they're out there eating. Uh, if you look at them, the meat is red-pinkish, so they're probably eating a lot of uh, shrimp and that type of mm
1: mm-hmm.
7: Uh. But it's tough fishing. That's what fishing's all about. A good fisherman catches fish. I'll put it that way. Frank. Hey, Bob, uh, how many uh, do
6: you take down the river with your kayaks?
7: I take 10. I take up to 10.
6: Yeah, I'm on my way up this coming week. We'll go out and fish one of your slow days. How's that sound?
7: That sounds absolutely great, Frank. I look forward to it.
6: Yeah, what is it, about a 10-hour drive from here?
7: Uh, If you leave 5 in the morning, you're going to be in Reading at uh, 4 o'clock, and then it's three hours across. So it's about an 11-hour drive.
6: Yeah. It's worth that to see you and give you a bad time on the river. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. So, uh, you've been pretty booked, or you still got a few openings for our p- listeners?
7: Well, I've got openings. Uh, we we kind of, because of this virus thing that's going around, it's been a little different, but uh, we'll get spurred the 4th of July here at the park. Uh, I don't know if I should say this over the phone or not, over the radio, but we had 900 people here. And it was great. Everybody had a great time. There wasn't any issues. Uh, last weekend, we had about 500. Uh, looking at the tally today, we're probably going to have four to 500 today, uh, this weekend. Hmm. Everybody's coming from the Redding uh, area uh, or central uh, California because of the heat. And uh, like I say, we're at 62 to 64 degrees and nice little breeze, beautiful. The river's gorgeous. If you just take a trip down, you float down, it's, you know, it's, you're in awe. You see otters, uh, osprey, bald eagles. Once in a while, you see a bear, uh, deer, of course. But we've got a lot of wild animals up here at the park. You know, actually, the bears come in at night.
6: Uh, well, I the think the biggest children. wild animals in the lead kayak. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Well, so last, last time I was, we were on the on the on the on the on the, uh, uh, on the call, I was in the ocean, and we were doing nothing but catching fish. I mean, I I can't remember if you remember or not, but it was like every time I was talking to you, it was oh he's hooked up again. Hang on, <laughs> uh, bottom fishing in the uh, out of Crescent City, California is absolutely great.
6: Yeah. Well, you do about eighty percent of the time. You're doing that, so none of us have a one hundred percent rate. But you're one of the highest guys getting your clients into fish.
7: Oh, so I got them on fish. There's no question about it, yeah. and I get them hooked up too.
6: You get them hooked up, but you don't guarantee them to land them, right?
7: That's it. <laughs> that's their that's their, uh, that's their choice. Hey, Mark, you got any questions for Bob?
2: Well, tell us about uh, Rogue, Out- Rogue Outdoor Sports, Bob. You, do you rent kayaks? How does it all work?
7: Uh, well I've got a rental fleet here. I also have a sporting goods store. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't think I told you that before, but there's a sporting goods store here. It's Rogue Outdoor Sports, and uh, in conjunction with that is the uh, kayak rentals. So they rent, they rent them for just taking nice trips down the river. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I'll take them guiding fishing, and uh, I get you know I will get ten people, and they're just wanting to take a beautiful trip. And if you look at my face, my Facebook page, you'll see a lot of a lot of pictures. And that's again Rogue Outdoor Sports.
2: So that's RogueOutdoorSports.com. They can check it out on the internet. Correct. Okay. And do you rent equipment too? Do they need to bring their own fishing gear?
7: Uh, it depends. I, I rent. Primarily, what I'm renting is for perch fishing because perch fishing up here is absolutely spectacular. Oh, uh, we catch what they call a red-tailed perch, and the uh, minimum size is ten and a half inches. Uh, we've had them up to three pounds this year. It's a nice-sized fish, good fillets, and good eating.
2: And what about those uh, those stand-up paddle boards? Do you guys have those too?
7: I have those also. All right. That's that's uh, starting to come on a little bit uh, in the beginning. I got them last year and didn't have too much success. But as the paddleboard industry is growing, uh, people are coming and they're asking for the stand-up board. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing to have something here for people to do because there just isn't a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. And are you still a fly casting instructor? You still do that kind of stuff? Absolutely. All right.
6: If he didn't, I would shot him.
2: <laughs>
6: Bob and me go back a lot of years. He always does the kayaks at the Fred Hall show. I do a couple of programs, and we've been friends since the first day we met.
7: We have. That's quite a few years now.
6: Yeah, we just don't mention the years and start to bother me. uh <laughs>
7: uh.
6: Well, uh, yeah. the other thing I wanted to get to let people know is you will also guide them down the river if a bunch want to go down, and, and you'll kayak them down and guide them just like you were guiding them if you were fishing.
7: This is correct. Uh, there, I, I'm, I limit myself to the number of people I take down uh, because there's so much traffic on the river with boats. Um, I want to make sure everybody is safe. Oh, Bob, and, uh, tell us about the tell us about the kayaks. Well, they're all Hobie kayaks, and uh, which is, in my opinion, the top of the line. Um, I've got a nice fleet. I've got uh, I fish when I'm doing the uh, guiding. I fish out the inflatable ones, which have a seat pedal system. Uh, and your, your hands free fishing. They're absolutely great.
2: Guys, I'm so sorry. I got to bust in here. We got a commercial break we've got to take. That was Bob McRae, Klamath, California, Rogue Outdoor Sports. Check it out. We'll be right back on Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
3: Peace
1: Welcome back
0: to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken. This is John
1: Hennigan, and of course we have our host. Frank Selby, of course, is in here with us. And we have uh, somebody that we've had on before, but you never have enough of. You know, there are certain basics when it comes to fishing. And, you know, if you don't have those... Uh, then you're sitting on the couch watching TV. But obviously you need a hook and line to go fishing. And Joe is an expert with Berkeley on fishing line. And, Joe, you've got a couple new ones that we want to hear about and maybe some tips online. So why don't instead of uh, me talking, let's just let you... All right. And
8: and thanks John and Frank for having me on. You know, it's just for us if I'm in Iowa, it's a great day in Iowa, about eighty five degrees. We're loving it. Um hey, anyhow, yeah. Our we had a iCast this past July and everybody knows that everything lately has been virtual, so iCast has been a virtual event as well. And just so you know, um, we had one of our products that won the best category for the fishing line category for uh, uh, best product for 2020, and that's our Berkeley Floral Shield. which you're going to find out, it'll be in the market uh, come October, like mid October. And people are asking, so what's Floral Shield? Why did you come out with it? What's what's the reasoning behind it? And uh, well, guys out here in the middle of the Cornfield County, Iowa. We
2: What's this? We, it's okay, yeah, Joe. I think John's talking to some people at the hospital there.
7: Yeah, go ahead. Okay, and we love, obviously we love to do a lot of
8: playing with fishing line, and so what we've created is, it's kind of the best of both worlds. It's a, it's a copolymer, and uh, what we've done is we've basically built in the fluorocarbon into the product that gives you a... It, it acts like a, it's, it it's it's uh, it has the near invisibility and the br- abrasion resistance as what you get with a fluorocarbon.
1: But yet, Joe, right, can clean. you Gerard, can you do me a favor? Since there's not too many chemists that listen to this, yeah. Uh, and when you start throwing things like copolymer and mono and and these different things, uh, can you give a little bit of an explanation of what all that means? I know that uh, you know uh, mono. Used to be nothing but nylon, and I guess it's still got nylon in it. But can you kind of explain what goes
8: into fishing line? Absolutely. When you get copolymers or tripolymers, we're adding additives all the time to our line to get it uh, to give you different benefits and features. And so there's, there's a few other products out there like this that are fluoropolymer treated. Um, I'm sorry, could you keep it down? Okay, so we built our material. We 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 blended it right in. So we give this product that gives that permanent kind of a fluorocarbon, almost near invisibility underwater and abrasion resistant, while remaining manageable like a traditional nylon monofilament or a monofilament that everybody knows. Right. So, so give we a little, the give best a of all worlds into this product. Absolutely. And so it comes in. Or it comes in 10 different sizes, all the way from 4-pound up to 30-pound, and you can get it in a 300-yard filler spool, or for the offshore, the bigger guys, you can get it in a 3,000-yard bulk put up. But it's the best of both worlds when you add that copolymer core that built into that fluoropolymer, and that's what's the, the beauty of a fluoropolymer, which is fluorocarbon. Because everybody's talking about fluorocarbon and the near invisibility to a fish. I can get into a lot more science, but we'll leave it at that. So anyhow, it's pretty cool for us that we won uh, Best of Category at ICAST in 2020. Boy, and so that's the other good. new product that we came out with, now obviously in California, most of you aren't going to ever use it, but we make Fireline. We make Fireline Ultra 8. And in our Ultra 8 series, we came out with a one-pound size which is really, really small. And we'll have it in our ice fishing market. So for us in the middle, upper upper Midwest love ice fishing, you've got this zero-stretch, virtually clear, one-pound strand of line that's just a little bit larger than the size of your hair, but is really strong, really, really, really strong.
2: The size of your hair? Wow.
8: Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, so, Joe, so is, there, is there a formula for the uh, strength of the line and the size of the fish? I mean, you can catch, uh, uh, I mean, especially Frank on his fly line, you know, catch a 60, 80-pound fish on 20-pound test. But is there any kind of guidelines that you use? Um... You, you, you've you asked
8: a good question. A lot of it comes into just not strictly the line. It has to do with the combination of the reel and the rod you're using. All right. If you have a flexible – the reason why that works on a fly fishing application, as Frank would have there, most of your fly rods have a lot of give to them, and that give will allow that line to be able to hold up at a much lower pound test than – uh, if you had a fishing rod that was really, really stiff, if you have a really stiff rod, something has to give in the system, and then the yeah. only thing giving in the system is your fishing line. So that's how that all comes together there. So for us, most of our ice fishing rods have a lot, a lot more flex to them. Oh. And, uh, again, a one-pound line like that, you know, you're gonna get somewhere in the range of range about a four or five pound brake strength. You know, I've had people pull in two, three, four pound pike on the darn stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and so pike northern pike fish,
1: you know, bite pretty hard and most people are gonna get Fireline's been around for a while. Can you give a more explanation about what it is?
8: Uh Fireline is actually it's a whole different process. It's it's a patented process that we developed back in the mid nineties. And we take all that nice, again, I'll get into a chemical term or a or a technical term, the, the base fibers, gel spun polyethylene, same stuff your bulletproof vests are made out of. And we take all them little weaves, like in a typical braid you have, you can feel all the little weaves. Right. We we produce it so that becomes one. We have a patented process that makes that. So it's going like to compress that. the line in together to make it a solid line. Absolutely, and by doing that, you actually increase your abrasion resistance a ton, Mm. and you give a line a totally different feel to it.
1: And so we. Um, And would you use that instead of uh, mono or fluorocarbon, or in addition to, or what?
8: You can. uh, Like, uh, it's very big in the upper Midwest for all our typical walleye fishermen. A lot of the pan fishermen use it on a spinning reel. It has a little, maybe a little more body than a traditional soft, supple, loose braid. Um, But it has amazing abrasion resistance. And because it has what I would say is a touch of body, you don't typically get near the wind knots with it because. Right. Maintains its shape and structure a little bit better. Hey Joe, this well, is this is, is
2: Mark back here in the studio. Um, before we run out of time, tell us about knots, how we get knots, and what the heck to do about them. Oh,
8: well, I'm perfect. Perfect segue into that. Um, <laughs> that's that's awesome. You know, a lot of people struggle with wind knots, and in fact, everybody struggles with wind knots, with especially on superlines and a spinning reel. And I get beat up all the time because, hey, your, your line is bad, or I'm sure other companies, line people say, you know, your line. And a lot of it has to do with the spinning reel and then how your line goes on that spinning reel. If you're normally casting your spinning line out, the best thing that you can do is tighten your line up slightly as you clip your bail over so there's no loose loops. And the only reason I'm watching doing this is I've done a lot of, fishing and I'm watching my line and trying trying to figure out where that's coming from, if you have a loose line underneath and now you've got tight line over top, that loose loop can come off maybe two or three loops early where it shouldn't have come off and then it ties itself in a knot. Um, The other thing is if you watch close, you make sure your reel puts the line on very evenly from top to bottom. If you have a reel that ends up being shifting your line more to the top and a gap on the bottom or more on the bottom and a gap on the top, when you're casting, what will happen is an extra loop will fluff off from the large diameter down to the smaller diameter, and then that underneath loop will go on out with the top line, and when it does that, that creates a knot in your line. And it's a roll in the behind. I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody's, you've seen it, I've seen it, and you're like, so the main thing there is make sure your line is on your reel very evenly from top to bottom. And then number two, when your bale is clipped over, make sure your line is tight so you don't have a loose loop or two underneath. It's those loose loops underneath that typically cause all the issues.
2: What do you think, Everybody Frank? Has, that make sense, Frank?
6: It makes a lot of sense, yeah. and I agree 110%. Me because too. Because I don't care. Even with the fly line, if you don't keep it you know, tight when you're putting it back on the reel and watching it, you can get a I backlash.
1: Like you, have you ever tried uh, um, when you get a line that wants to be a plate of spaghetti, you just drop the whole thing in the water and then to kind of let it unwind itself or undo itself? That will help as well.
8: Absolutely. Yep. No, you're you're on the you're on it. I've I've watched it. I've seen it happen. And now I typically don't have near the wind knots as other people because I I watch that all the time. In my case, I actually pull my rod tip up, and then I clip my bail so I know my line is tight. Oh,
1: I see.
2: Nothing yep. like a good tight line, that's for sure. Joe. Joe, thank you for being on the show, buddy. We appreciate it. Go to Berkeley-Fishing.com, and we've got more show coming up here on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Coming back with Jim Korczynski from Cabo. That's what John wanted to talk about, and we'll be right back. And listen how it's called. Mm-hmm. Lessons that I
9: should be. I am fishing. Yeah.
0: No.
3: All right. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken.
1: This is John Hennigan, and of course we have our host Frank Selby. And on the line with us, we have Jim Karchinski who's uh, uh, also a friend. We've had him on more than a couple of times. He actually lives in Canada, but part-time in Cabo San Lucas where he's got a fleet of boats. And his I wouldn't call them boats, they're yachts. Um, Give us just a real quick rundown of your fleet, Jim. Hi,
9: John. Hi, Frank. Hi. Um, We've got four incredible yachts um, 32 foot lures, a 43 Riviera, 35 Riviera, and a 60 foot Bertram. Wow. uh, As you know, you've been on the boats, John. Uh, We've got our English speaking crew. And I'm using Rippin' Who and, Hoo and uh, Squid Nation teasers, and I've painted the bottom of my boat with bait balls to give our customers every advantage.
1: Well, you do well, and also um, just as far as tours, uh, where do you rank in uh, uh, in San Lucas as far as the uh, clientele for touring and fishing? Can you uh, say again? They, it, John? Yeah, where that again? Where is your website where do you find oh. you? No, that's not the question. Is the TripAdvisor yep. I believe? They have a ranking for you people know, that have been on trips.
9: We've got over we've got over forty one hundred excellent reviews. Why don't we talk about what's going on in Cabo right now due to this special time?
1: Because, yes, let's do that.
9: Because of the because of the quarantine in the spring. They shut the marina down. No boats were allowed to go out. It was really hard on the community. And I'm not sure if you saw the video where all the Jack Cravels uh, came into the marina, and there was this tidal wave of of Jack Crevells causing whirlpool-type action in the marina. They actually came into the marina. That wow. It was kind of crazy. So we've, we've been operating for about two weeks now. With a limited fleet, we've got our 32 and our 60 in the water. And uh, we're, we're happy to welcome Americans. I looked on a website, and there's, I'm not sure the other country, but uh, Americans only have Mexico as an option to go on vacation.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much, uh, pretty much it. It's not the only place that you go, but it's uh, yeah. makes the most sense.
9: So we we've seen a uh, strong influx of tourism, and because there was no pressure on the uh, uh, on the marlin and all that, uh, we've been going out and we actually caught a uh, baby blue, three hundred pounds, like uh, two days ago, which is quite rare in July
1: and August. I, uh, mean, I wouldn't call that a sea- ba- I wouldn't call that a baby, but <laughs> yeah,
9: <laughs> yeah,
1: I do, and as you know, John.
9: I'm very protective of our fish. We release our marlin, and we keep our tuna and and dorado.
1: Right. And has there been any dorado? A
9: little bit, um, but ironically, we caught a 50-pound wahoo two days ago as well.
1: Oh, those are awesome. And wahoo means good eating.
9: Yeah, they call that the filimino of the sea.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And not only cool. that, they're fun to catch. They're, they're not the yeah. fastest fish in the ocean, but they're very fast. So actually, you know what the fastest yeah. fish is? Uh, the What's second too, one John? is the blue marlin. Yeah. The first one is the black I'm marlin. I've been really excited. And, and, then, really uh, excited, and, excited. The, and then the sailfish. Yeah. I'm so so since we
9: strong. down, we've been we've been using the Squid Nation and Rip and hue teasers, which I just love because it's like pulling a a disco show behind the boat.
1: Yeah, and every, yeah. everything lights up. Yeah, but uh, you know, I you, know, you get a marlin; they don't run forever, but you know, black will get up to eighty miles an hour, and wow. a blue. Well be you know can run over seventy. Can you imagine being tied up to something like that? I think a that's few crazy. times you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you better have uh, be careful with your thumb. But uh no, that's why they're so exciting. And uh uh coming jumping out of the water, flying out of the water. Pretty exciting stuff. And when they don't get fish for three or four months, um, say, you mentioned yourself that you think that Cabo, probably one of the best fishing grounds in the world under normal circumstance.
9: Yeah, under normal. So um, right now, um, and we, we just had a family went out this morning and they did a bunch of bottom fishing.
1: And, I'm sorry, uh, can you speak louder?
9: We had a family go out with some children So you've always got options to do some bottom fishing as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, uh, Sierras and and, uh, inshore stuff. But uh, Yeah, you you get out there. uh, uh, In July and
9: August, we've got the roosters as well, which is exciting.
1: Yeah.
6: Now you're talking my fun.
1: Well, you 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 put your line in the water, you don't know what you're going to get, but you're probably going to get something good.
9: So Frank, I've got a um some Canadian rods, like they're spinners, they're like a mooching rod. Yeah. They're probably what about I don't know, eight feet tall? And they just bend like crazy. And uh, I use that for my roosters down there. It's just so much fun because it's uh it's a one to one free free spool reel. And uh Oh really? So it's and we call them up in Canada uh, knuckle busters.
1: Yes. Yeah. I've got one well, of them. be similar to a fly rod. Yeah.
6: And I have used one of them on a fly rod. Yeah. So
1: typically,
9: up here in Canada, we'll use them for salmon.
6: One of my buddies gave me that up in Canada. And it, it looks like it's about five inches. And it's pretty wide, about two inches, and it'll hold a lot of line. You bet. Yeah. And I have uh, hit my thumb more than once, thinking I could palm it. <laughs> oh. You can't.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, just make sure you get your gloves on.
6: Yeah, well... You know, don't take this the wrong way, but the old guys like them knuckle busters better. I think they believe it gives them a lot better fight for both yeah. sides. And it's a hell of a lot of fun, I'll tell you that, yeah. if you don't hurt yourself too many times. Right. <laughs> right. Have you done well, that a
1: you couple times? Yeah. Uh, he's at a school of uh, Jack Cravall. Now those, you know, you, they're not uh, really a game fish for eating. You can't, but uh, they're strong. That's what they call them, the turtle, right? Yeah. So gonna, they fight like a bull. They're very, very durable. And yeah. you get a school. You get into a school of those, man. You'd be, you'd be busy for a while.
9: So just to give you some geography, we're really spoiled in Cabo. And if you know, John, of course, the, the lighthouse area has always got bait fish, and that's always good um, to chase the marlin. Right. And bait cast, our crew will bait cast at the front of the boat.
1: I, I'm, I'm sorry, repeat that and speak up.
9: So what, instead of trolling for the marlin, our staff will sight the marlin and then bait cast from the front of the boat.
1: Oh, oh! That's well, a that makes it, that makes for a good hookup because yeah. I mean, hooking up to a marlin is fun anyway. But when you when you set the hook yourself, that's that's completely different.
9: Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for uh, giving me the phone call and the opportunity. If anybody wants to visit our website. It's
1: www.blueskycabo.com well, One uh, more time, Jim. BlueSkyCabo.com, yep. Yeah. Okay, BlueSkyCabo.com. Is that correct?
9: That's right. And if anybody okay. wants to uh, send me an email and mention uh, Fish Talk Radio, uh, we'll give them an extra charter to go float and send oh.
1: another day. Well, that's I was just going to say that the fishing would be great, but just those boats that you've got, I mean, that's full-on luxury. You know, just to cruise around or just float around for an hour or two.
2: Hey, Jim, well, you are you, know are you, you still do? offering? You go
6: downstairs and lay in the bunk, <laughs> and then when they hook up, and you say, how big is it? And they say 300 pounds. You say, oh, my back's hurt. Let somebody else take it. Okay. You know, I,
1: said, oh. I i go downstairs, and the girl comes down and, and tinkles her bell and says, Mr. Hennigan, you have a fish on. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is it? How big is it? Oh, my God. No, nah, I'll give it to
2: Frank. <laughs> hey, Jim, are you still offering the sunset cruises? Uh, not at this time because of COVID. The COVID, yeah. We'll
9: resume them in October, November when the government allows us to do that.
2: Okay. All right. Jim Kwiatkinski calling in from Canada. We're talking about Cabo and the uh, the, the incredible website, uh, Cabo Fishing Charters, Blue Sky Cabo. It's, it's all right there. We're going to come back after a quick break here on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Be sure and check out the website, fishhunttalkradio.com. We'll be right back.
5: fishermen and fisherwomen from 5 to 12 year old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Sales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly fresh and saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to twenty five hundred dollars. Members who join our Unreal Fish Tales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fish Tales shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan. And, of course, we have our host, Frank Selby. Oh, this has been so much fun, Frank. It usually is.
6: Yeah, we usually have a really good time. You know, the neat thing about this bad epidemic is everybody is trying to go places, they're buying new bicycles, they're buying new rods, they're buying trips, uh, renting motorhomes and going across country. Me, It scares me a little bit, but I understand it, and I think you, you, you want to get away from everybody and the pressure on all of us is so horrible, a day of fishing or a day being out just hiking is so relaxing and mind-settling, don't you think, John?
1: Um, Frank, I think you hit it right on. After you've been in jail for three months or so, you just want to get the heck out. Yeah. And, you know, how, how safe is it to be out in the water on a boat? There's nobody around who is in your face. Yeah, I mean, that is fresh, pure, clean air, uh, and how safe can it be? So get on out. Get on out there and, you know, make up for some lost time and start booking some trips in advance. Um, And uh, just, you know, might as well do it.
6: Yeah, a lot of the guides have got a lot of openings now. Usually this time of year, every guide I know is booked solid. Yeah, there are and, still some for this year. Yeah, Bob Bob is only about 50% booked of what he mm-hmm. normally books. Yeah. Uh, Bob Jacklin, a bunch of the guys are got plenty of space. If you want to go fly fishing or commercial Well, we've still fishing.
1: got uh, uh, Clover Pass in Alaska coming up in September. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. I'll
6: be able to go.
1: Yeah, me too.
6: Yeah, well, t- only time will tell.
1: Well, you just got to go. Yeah. And it's clean, it's safe, and especially Clover Pass. It's, you know you just jump on the airplane to Seattle, and then it's 90 minutes to Clover Pass. You pick it up at the airport and take you to the lodge. All-inclusive. I mean, I, I mean when I say all-inclusive we're gonna pay your fishing license your bed tax, all your meals, all your fish processing, your tackle your bait i mean it is all inclusive and it's almost free eighteen hundred and fifty bucks you can't you can't beat that price
2: when is that coming up september uh September
1: what the heck is it the sixteenth by twenty third of the
2: well, we'll and figure the it out. 19th I mean, to
1: it's the 23rd, I think.
2: Still a ways off, but uh, people need to check in and get booked on yeah, that
1: thing. There's still
2: time. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Just to send me an email. John at com. By the way, Frank, anybody that sends us an email for any reason, uh, we've still got a treasure chest full of stuff. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I, I only got five emails about uh, what you keep in your ice chest. Oh, is that the question? In a couple of weeks, I'm going to have somebody on to tell us exactly how many bottles of pop they sell and maybe how many beers another company sells. Yeah. (laughs) The winner, too, I'm going to get on the air their uh, production personnel. Yeah.
2: Guys, it's time to wrap it up. All right. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Mark.
1: Thank you, everybody. You know, we want to try and be entertaining, uh, but educational. Educational.
2: I don't know if we're educational or not, but we're having fun anyway. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. John Hennigan, Frank Selby. We'll be back next week. Take care.